Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Rise above the sea of sameness and shop the Lincoln Corsair at Woodhouse Lincoln, the Omaha Metro's exclusive Lincoln dealer. The Lincoln Corsair has seating for five and integrated technology features that deliver the functionality you need. With an expressive aesthetic and luxurious interior, the Lincoln Corsair is quiet luxury redefined. Visit us in-store off 144th and Giles Road at Woodhouse Place or online at woodhouselincoln.com. Hi, I'm Elliot Kalin, comedian, author, history buff, and host of the Who Was podcast, a history quiz show based on the best-selling Penguin book series, where kid contestants go toe-to-toe for a chance to win fantastic prizes. From Alexander the Great to Aretha Franklin, we ask only important history questions like, would Genghis Khan shop at Hot Topic and... Did Frida Kahlo like soup? Buckle up your brain. Listen to the Who Was podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sir, we got your test results back and... Give it to me straight, Doc. You have to listen to the podcast Ridiculous News, hosted by comedians Bill Worley and Mark Kendall. I know them. They talk about the news, but not like in a depressing way. You know what I mean? Like they did an episode about April Fool's. Great. Well, you need to listen to it. Where can I listen? Well, get it wherever you find podcasts. Oh, like in a cereal box. Well, no, that's not where you find a podcast. Instead, listen to Ridiculous News on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, you know, wherever you find podcasts. Like in the middle of a tree. Absolutely not. You sure? Yes. What's up, everyone? I'm Will Fulton, and this is Thrillist Best Podcast. So, according to the fine nerds that crunched the numbers for our website, people out across the U.S. are more interested than ever in hiking, camping, and all outdoor activities. I mean, I know I personally am, probably because it's like the only thing we can actually do safely outside of our own homes right now. So today... I'm speaking with writer and podcast host Lauren Gay, a.k.a. Outdoorsy Diva. Her mission is to make the whole outdoor community a lot more inclusive and accessible, which is always a great thing. And we have Thrillist editor Alex Robinson. He does a ton of work around gear, camping, and hiking for the website. Together, they're going to give us a novice-friendly list for what you need to bring with you on your hikes or camping trips. They're going to share some of their own horror stories so you can learn from them. And they're going to talk a little bit about some of their favorite hikes of all time. There's something here to help people of every skill level enjoy the great outdoors. And before we jump into the call, I just want to give a shout out to the 1988 classic John Hughes written comedy, The Great Outdoors, starring John Candy and Dan Aykroyd. It's super unrelated, but it's very underrated. It's a great movie. Okay, I digress. Here's our call. 
All right, I'm here with Lauren Gay. She's a travel writer and podcaster, host of the Outdoorsy Diva podcast. What's up, Lauren? How are you today? Hi, how are you? Nice to, ha- nice to be here. Definitely. We're happy to have you. And I'm with Alex Robinson. He's an editor for Thrillist. He writes a lot about hiking and camping gear, and he talks about camping a lot. Some would say too much, uh, like me. But Alex, how are you? I'm doing great, Will. I'm doing great. Um, it's a beautiful day for camping, if I don't say so myself. It, well, where are you? I'm in Brooklyn right now. It's a little hot in Brooklyn. when you, It's like 90 degrees, right? That's what makes it a beautiful day. It gets, uh, it's going to cool down at night, and in the daytime, you hop, find a river to jump in or a swimming hole. All right, Lauren, where are you right now? I'm in Tampa, Florida right now. Okay, do you agree with Alex that, you know, the 90-degree weather, cool down at night, that's that's the ideal camping there's no such, environment? There's no such thing as cool down at night in Florida in the summer. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> well, Al's from Florida, so, you know, you're familiar with that. Yeah, that's, that's 100% accurate. Um, <laughs> if you're camping in Florida in the summertime, you have to be on a body of water, and you're probably in a hammock with a mosquito net around you. Right. That doesn't sound too bad. That doesn't sound too bad at all. Um, so, Lauren, you know, for people who don't know you, can you talk a little bit about Outdoorsy Diva? Uh, first of all, it's really fun to say, so I like it. <laughs> and uh, what you do and how it all got started. Sure. So, Outdoorsy Diva is uh, this moniker that I gave myself because I didn't feel like I belonged or felt like I was the normal kind of outdoor a chick when I was first kind of getting into it about six years ago, looking for resources, looking for people, um, and they just didn't feel like me. So I'm kind of a self-proclaimed diva. I like to wear makeup, be cute, be fashionable, but I really love nature. I found this connection with nature and uh, with being outside. So that's hence the name Outdoorsy Diva. I started the blog just to share about my adventures uh, with my son as he was growing up. And it has morphed into this wonderful brand uh, of travel writing about um, not just outdoor adventures, but travel around the world uh, globally. And then the podcast was birthed two years ago. So it's been an amazing ride. And the main mission is just to for people to feel like they they have someone that they can relate to, um, which I didn't have. So mm-hmm. I, I love being this space of diversity and inclusion in, in, in this outdoor space uh, for women, for other single moms um, to look at me and see that, yeah, I can do that. I can try that, too. And that's awesome. And, you know, kind of like you were saying, is it true that you weren't totally into hiking, camping your whole life? It's something that you've got into semi recently? Yeah, not at all. Not didn't grow up doing that at all. I grew up in Dallas, Texas. um, And I know people here, Texas, and they assume um, outdoors and farm. And that's totally not true. Dallas is completely metropolitan and and urban, especially (laughs) where I grew up. Yeah, there was none of that going on. My first exposure, I believe, I was like 14. We were living mm-hmm. here. I went to a, a, a church camp up in Windy Gap in North Carolina. That was my very first time ever like hiking and mountain biking and zip lining. And I was like, what is this world that I've never been exposed to? So that was kind <laughs> of the early uh, bug. And then I didn't get to do it again until I was like fresh out of college. And Alex, uh, have you been hiking and camping your whole life or is it something you've kind of adopted recently? Um, I've been doing it my my whole life, basically. Um, growing up in Florida, my mom uh, kind of raised me with a really uh, 
big eye towards conservationism and just looking at uh, outdoor nature spaces and uh, always kind of imparting upon me how important they are and need to be mm-hmm. uh, maintained. So uh, she and like it was just her and I growing up. So she enrolled me in Boy Scouts at a young age or like Cub Scouts and then Bear Scouts and Weeblos and then Boy Scouts. And I went to those camps. Um, so I started real young, just kind of learning it and having it really ingrained uh, in me that like the outdoors is somewhere that I need to be a lot of the times. And I think that really also affected my friend group as I got older. Um, people who also like to camp and hike and do that kind of thing. I gravitated toward uh, towards them. And that also morphed into things like kayaking and uh, surfing and whatever, what, what have you, just kind of like being yeah. outdoors and having fun. And I think that's basically because I was just kind of like a crazy kid. So my mom was just like, go outside, like get the hell out of the house and go do something. <laughs> like an outdoor cat. Just like, I don't want to yeah. see you. Just yeah. she's, yourself. Like, I don't, she's like, just come home at dinner. Just, just do whatever. Don't get hurt. Come <laughs> home at dinner. <laughs> Leaving a plate out. I can respect yeah. that. Your mom has the right idea. So, Lauren, you know, one thing um, I've heard you mention on your podcast a few times and I think is great is your willingness to be like, hey, I made a lot of mistakes when I started doing all this. I've been totally unprepared before. And I love that because that's kind of my, the way I approach life and everything I do. And, you know, that's going to happen. But you should learn from my mistakes to kind of start off as this episode is pretty much a primer for people who want to start hiking and camping and might not have done it before. Do you have any stories of your previous outdoor, I don't know, fails <laughs> where you ended up learning something that you've carried with you? Uh, certainly. Um, those are known as misadventures, actually, is okay. what I call them. <laughs> I like that. That's a, that's a softer term. That's exactly what they are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first time I went uh, waterfall chasing uh, my best friend and I, and this was us fresh out of college, and we both were kind of like, found out about these waterfalls because she was interning in uh, Nowheresville, Alabama. Don't make me lie and tell you a city because I have no idea. But she was in (laughs) northern Alabama and we were bored. And one of her coworkers suggested we go see a waterfall. And both of us being from Florida were like, what do you mean waterfall in Alabama? Like that's a thing. We had no idea. We always thought of waterfalls being something where you're way up in mountains or Hawaii or whatever. We didn't realize that was something like people just did. So we were like, cool, we'll do that. So we set out and this was telling you my age here. We had to print out our MapQuest uh, directions and (laughs) (laughs) we went on this adventure, right, to find these waterfalls. And we didn't have the right gear we didn't have the right shoes we didn't have a first aid kit uh we didn't have anything so we went on this first hike um we had to like go across this dam and then off into the forest and we were following the trail and we didn't check the weather mistake number one so we did Mm. check the weather had no idea that a storm was rolling in. And so we made it down the bottom of the mountain to the base of this falls. And we're like, yay, we did it. This is amazing. And then we hear thunder. And then we're like, oh, "Oh, shit, what are we going to (laughs) do? So just trying to get off that mountain before this storm rolled in, you know, we were at risk for lightning. The rain started. It got muddy. We didn't have the right shoes. We didn't have anything. Uh, It was (laughs) it could have ended up really badly because we could have found ourselves stranded in a pretty dire situation. Um, And we were just fortunate to get out of there 
unscathed um, and not get struck by lightning. Right. So preparation is key, it seems like. Preparation is key. Uh, you know, you have to pay attention to things like the the weather because mm-hmm. uh, Mother Nature is not forgiving. And sometimes you will not get another chance. And that really can be the difference between a miserable time or an amazing time. You know, you shouldn't be out in, in a forest of any kind and you don't even have a basic first aid kit. Like, you know, right. little things. <laughs> How was the waterfall, though? The waterfall was awesome. Uh, <laughs> I think it was called Little mm, Little River Canyon, Little one of those. There's a few of them in that area, but we we tackled three of them while we were there, and that's really when kind of that bug hit me, and it was just like, mm-hmm. oh, I got to do more of this. If this means I have to suffer through bugs and trails, that's fine, but the waterfalls were beautiful, and I was like, I'm sold. I'm all in. Totally worth it. And, you know, Alex, you are a man, I know you, um, who isn't ashamed of his own mistakes. Uh, what is your take here? Did you have any similar experiences where, you know, you went out and maybe did something wrong and you totally learned something from it? I'll 100% echo Lauren about weather. I think that I would say 90% of uh, people making mistakes are weather related, whether that's mm. not bringing enough warmth with them if it gets too cold um, or not are not really watching the weather that much. And especially in the mountains, weather's so unpredictable that you just have to always, you have to come prepared with like the right rain gear, the right warm, uh, warm, like things like socks, weatherproof boots. And I definitely, in my early kind of, in my early stages of hiking, uh, the Appalachian mountains and, uh, the Catskills, even I had to learn a lot just because Florida is so flat. So hiking in, Camping in Florida is pretty easy to manage, but once you mm-hmm. get to northern New York, yeah. it gets a little bit more difficult. Um, so for me, yeah, 100% weather. Uh, I've been caught in downpours while camping and forgot something like to put a tarp on the ground, uh, ground cover. So the whole bottom, okay. I'd wake up and the whole bottom of my tent's just soaked, like filled oh, with water. I've totally done that. That yeah. is the worst. <laughs> it's such a it's such a rookie mistake, and like it, it'll it'll happen to almost everyone who has uh who hasn't camped in really bad rainstorms. Um, yeah, it's just it's just like a weird thing that you kind of forget. You're like, oh yeah, maybe I should grab a tarp to put under my tent. It's just it's like one of those little things that you learn about through experiences. Um, so yeah, definitely yeah. weather, and then always, always warmth. Like you always want to be able to shed layers if you have to, because um, you can dry clothes, and it's always better to bundle up than to have to having to need uh, a, an extra sweater or something that you forgot. Do you have a specific app that you like to use that you found to be more accurate than others? Do you do you go to the radar? I use the the normal weather app that everybody has uh, on their phones, but I'm just like uh, Alex. I'm incessant about it, like up until. The second I'm actually even going to start the trail, like February, I took a group of ladies for their first time um, on a a group trip, uh, mountains and mimosas. So it was truly outdoorsy (laughs) and diva. (laughs) (laughs) So we did we did a a mile hike and it was a waterfall chase. I took them to DuPont Forest because that was an easy three mile loop. You know, I wasn't trying Mm -hmm. to kill people. And it started to freaking snow in the middle of the hike. (laughs) 
Um, but I was prepared. And now, mind you, there was no snow in the forecast for that day at all. It literally said zero precipitation. But I had already prepared the ladies, bring it anyway, bring it anyway, prepare for it anyway. Like I'm of the mindset of you just prepare for whatever because Mother Nature changes her mind when she wants to. So you will just much rather have something and not need it than not be prepared for it. And so because we were prepared for it, everybody had on the proper gear proper shoes, the right base layers. Like nobody was complaining. Everybody was fine. It was beautiful. We didn't have to cut our height short or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were good to go. Yeah, that all makes total sense. And Lauren, would you say that you can appreciate camping in bad weather? I know I'm the kind of person who likes a rainy day. I don't know about hiking five miles in a rainy day, but you know, what's your take there? Fun fact. All right. My first backpacking trip was Cumberland Island uh, in Georgia, the national um, national forest or park or whatever it is. But it's an mm-hmm. island. You take a ferry to it. They've got wild horses. That's what sold me. And they were like, well, we're going to backpack in. It's about three miles to the campsite. Cool, three miles. That's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Carrying my gear, right? So I've got my pack and my son was with me. We've each got our packs with us. And we had to pack in everything that we needed. Um, including water because they didn't have potable water. Um, So we were fine. Skies were blue. We literally got a mile from the site. Thunder, lightning, this massive downpour rolls in. So the last mile, we were in a storm, drenched, and we had to get to the campsite and basically set up our tent in the rain. Let me tell you something. That sucked. <laughs> there was nothing fun about that, but you know what? After we got everything set up, after we dried off and everything, and we did get a few more showers rolled in, honestly, it was kind of nice because the sound of the rain hitting your tent, like the smell of the rain in the air, seeing everything like be really green. It really mm-hmm. wasn't that bad. I just wish it had waited until like we had the campsite set up and ready to go. So I'm okay <laughs> right. with being in the tent in the rain, but the hiking in the rain and trying to put pitch a tent in the rain absolutely sucked. But it also, I felt like I earned like a stripe that day. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I mean, that makes a ton of sense. Alex, do you, do you relish bad weather camping at all? Make you feel no. like, a, you know, a real man to be out there in the no. rain and the elements? <laughs> Absolutely not. But I do agree with Lauren <laughs> that like there is something there is something about pitching a tent in bad weather, setting up camp like in horrible weather, and then even getting a fire started to like dry yourself off. Once you complete all that, you have this really amazing sense of accomplishment. Like like you've overcome mother nature and you've you've earned something. Like yeah, you've earned some sort of stripe. And anybody who camps and hikes will agree with well, I think agree with Lauren and myself when it comes down to this, but like, do what I, would I actively go out and camp in the rain? Hell no. It's not that fun. <laughs> it's like, right. it's like a, it's an arduous experience. It like takes such a toll on you. And if you're with people, it'll start testing your patience with people. Cause you'll want them to start helping. Like, Hey, can somebody maybe hang a tarp up for rain shelter? Um, and you'll see somebody just like chilling in their tent and you'd be like, can you come out? Maybe start getting some dry wood to help build the fire. Like, why are you just sitting there? Um, so no, camping in, camping in rain is terrible. Uh, camping in yeah, any bed weather not is great terrible. For, not great for a first date. It seems like either. It's Alex. not, no, not great for a first date. <laughs> not great for any date. 
if you, but if you want to test your metal and the metal of your relationship, yeah, I mean, by all means, go for it. Don't. You won't make. You won't survive. It will not survive it. Okay. I'm a witness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's speaking from Uh-oh. personal experience. <laughs> Uh, we don't have to div- we don't have to dive into that. <laughs> Did not mean to pick up a touchy subject. Sorry. <laughs> um, all right. So Alex, you are a commerce editor for Thrillist, and and you do write a lot about gear. You sample a lot of gear. Uh, and in my estimation, you know, uh, being prepared a lot of times just means having the right items on you, having the right gear. And this is really relevant to me. I've done a fair amount of camping, hiking. Uh, but I've always relied on other people to kind of plan and prepare for me, which might not surprise you that much, Alex. Um, <laughs> it does not surprise but, me at you know, all. Right. But let's look <laughs> at, uh, let's first look at day hikes. I know you recently published an article about day hiking essentials. And I wanted to ask you, what are the most essential essentials? What do novices, people that are just starting out who have no clue what they're doing, need to pack before they go on a day hike? Uh, shoes. Most novices underestimate the toll that hiking will take on their feet. Even if it's a three mile hike, um, you, you're always going to have rocks on the ground, uh, slippery spots in the dirt, muddy spots. So the first thing you're going to want to do is always invest in a good pair of shoes. Always try to find ones that are water resistant. You don't have to pay a ton of, a ton of money for them. You can get a good pair mm-hmm. for around 150 bucks. Um, it's, it's also, you know, if, if you're going out, uh, what what you're wearing is extremely important as well. Um, yeah. The sun, man, the sun will either fry you or the wind will cool you. Like, you really need to just be sure you have good clothing. And that includes, like, moisture-wicking shirts, like shirts that are a polyester spandex blend or a merino wool blend, stuff that dries uh, and won't uh, get all sweaty and stay totally soaked on you. Like, I see people in 100% mm-hmm. cotton shirts go hiking all the time. And within minutes, they're just soaked in sweat. And that sweat doesn't go away. Sh- and then their body temperature is going to Yeah. Yeah, they're just dripping wet. Right. And then they're going to get the chills. Like, they're going to end up in a shady zone. They're going to get real chilly. Go back into a sunny zone, start sweating again, and the process repeats itself. And it just makes it, like, a more miserable experience. Um, so it's I definitely would say shoes and uh, what you wear are extremely important when it comes to day hiking. <laughs> Yeah, no, when you talk about shoes, um, when I go, I honestly usually just wear my sneakers. Um, I, I don't have what I would call a proper pair of hiking shoes. Sure. Uh, what do you look for? What's a brand that you like, Alex? And when you when you talk about hiking shoes, are you talking about boots? Are you talking more about trainers? Does it matter? Um, I mean, each every person will have their own say about what kind of boots they really like. I've always been a Danner fan. Mm-hmm. I've owned a couple pair of Danner Mountain 600s, which are my favorite boots. Um, I've hiked uh, the Sierra Nevada mountains in those. I hiked um, out in – I hiked in Jackson. I went to uh, – did a great hike around Lake Jenny, which is just north of Jackson Hole, um, in those. And they – it was about eight-mile out-and-back hike. They held up tremendously well, and they like no blisters. Felt like I was walking mm-hmm. on air the whole time. Uh, when I do short hikes, and I'm imagining that's what you're talking about, Will – any like any decent pair of running or cross training shoes will probably be all right depending on the weather if you're just going to do if you're doing a two mile hike to a waterfall and back just make sure you wear comfortable good shoes that'll give you good ankle support and good foot support um like don't wear some chuck taylors out there i I guess you have to put calm comfort before style sometimes like i mean i'm I'm all about i'm all about being stylish when i'm hiking but it's like comfort first (laughs) 
I will say I find myself uh, compromising my fashion for comfort because this outdoor gear stuff, they need some help with these designs. I'm telling you, (laughs) (laughs) the the diva in me is not pleased, but I do what I have to do. (laughs) But, you know, if I'm in Florida, right, and I'm just going to like a state park or one of our local regional parks here and, uh, you know, and it's mostly flat, uh, I'll wear like a sports sandal. Um, you know, King makes one, Northside makes one. Everybody kind of has a version where it has, it Chacos. lets your feet breathe. You know, uh, <laughs> what did you call them? I said Chacos. That's like the uh, brand that I love. Oh, but yeah, yeah, those two. So you know what I'm talking about. So they let your yeah, feet yeah. breathe, but but it's closed toes. So it's not like if you stub a rock or a tree root or something like that, you're not going to hurt yourself, but your feet aren't hot and sweaty. And those are, those are pretty versatile, especially, and if, even if I'm going to a waterfall, if it's, you know, in season where I can get wet and stuff, then yeah, I want to wear those because they have the traction. If I'm on slippery rocks and stuff like that, I'm not going to fall and bust my butt and I can get my feet wet and keep going and they'll dry off really fast. Um, but I do have a, a hiking boot, and that one is keen, too. I don't love it. I'm in the market for a new one. Um, so we'll see. I really want to try Merrill. I've heard good things about that brand. I haven't tried them mm-hmm. yet. But the, the the hikes I have done where it was more mountainous and there was elevation, that's what I wore. I have weak ankles, so I'm really big on ankle support. I'm not a fan of the low tops. I prefer to have something. Mm-hmm. Or my ankle has support. Um, I do have really, really uh, good socks. Uh, lots of different pairs of socks for whether it's, um, you know, whether it's warm or whether it's hot. Um, I've never gotten a blister. Knock on wood when I've been hiking. So yeah, and uh, I do think that socks are important because the only time I've gotten a blister while hiking, I don't think it was the shoes because I've worn them on many occasions. I just wore some really, really thin kind of just like you know like ankle socks and it really fucked my foot up oh man totally. those will k- kill your feet oh yeah ankle socks will be the worst they're the worst because <laughs> your heels just rubbing they're like the, they're the worst yeah that's what i'm saying um again you gotta sacrifice okay. the aesthetics for comfort yeah you gotta look you i gotta know look a i want bit, you gotta look a little bit dorky <laughs> a little bit dad like with the high yeah. socks i yeah, got it yeah gotta, i learned my lesson just accept the look All right, we're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back. I promise. Rise above the sea of sameness and shop the Lincoln Corsair at Woodhouse Lincoln, the Omaha Metro's exclusive Lincoln dealer. The Lincoln Corsair has seating for five and integrated technology features that deliver the functionality you need. With an expressive aesthetic and luxurious interior, the Lincoln Corsair is quiet luxury redefined. Visit us in-store off 144th and Giles Road at Woodhouse Place or online at woodhouselincoln.com. You ever feel like when you're at work, everything you say sounds like this because you're completely unstimulated and you don't care. But then, when you're talking to your friends about things you're truly interested in and passionate about, you sound like you're alive and loving every moment of it. Then maybe you should try podcasting with Spreaker from iHeart. It's the easiest way to podcast and get paid for it. Just head over to Spreaker.com, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R, and start your voyage from ugh to woo. Hey, so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can run, but you can't drive high. You can run, but you can't. Drive 
friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Okay, so, you know, shoes, socks, take care of your feet. That's very important. Um, Much like Lieutenant Dan said in Forrest Gump. Um, But... (laughs) We're talking about packs. I don't like, I'm not the kind of person who like carries a bag or a backpack, you know, even like commuting to work or wherever. I don't like wearing a backpack. But Alex, do you think it is important to carry a pack? And, you know, what are some of the essential things to put in that pack? I 100% think it's essential to carry a pack when you're hiking. Um, Unless you're super familiar with the hike that you're going on and you know how long it's going to take you in and out and maybe it's a high traffic hike high traffic hike you could be okay with it mm-hmm. um but if you're trying a new hike on a maybe an unfamiliar mountain or you want to go check out uh like a new waterfall somewhere you, you haven't been there before you need to be sure that you're packing the right things because again weather could change you could even get lost i've known hikers who thought they were going they were on the right trail then made a left turn somewhere and ended up walking three miles in the opposite direction of where they were supposed to go and so they ended up on the trail for an extra six hours that day um Mm-hmm. So bringing a pack gives you that just added layer of security, even if and there's like I've learned so many different ways to pack a pack. So it kind of depends on what you're going for. But if you want to just go really minimalist, you can get literally like uh, they make these great. This company, John G, makes these great fanny packs that are made for runners and cyclists. But you can put iodine okay. tablets in them to purify water. They can hold they hold a little water bottle. You can bring some first aid. That's if you really just are, are looking to just, you know, not want to carry something. Um, I've always been a yeah. fan of carrying a small backpack and then I have my, uh, like my water, uh, bladder in there. I have, uh, some snacks. I have like a knife. I have, I have a little windbreaker that folds up to about the size of your wallet. Um, okay. uh, and sometimes if it's, if I think it might rain, I have a, I have another poncho that again, folds up to about like the size of a, of a small pocketbook. Um, so if you, if you, again, if you're buying the right equipment, wearing a pack is not going to be a, a really like arduous thing to have. And in fact, it's going to give you peace of mind, which is going to make your experience outdoors that much better. If something were to happen, if something unexpected or unpredictable does happen. Oh yeah. I'm a big fan of having a pack. And the one time I did any hike and I didn't have it, I needed it and I regretted it. So yeah, I'm a big <laughs> fan of a pack and you don't have to, you, whatever you have, honestly, it's fine. I mean, I have an Eagle Creek that I love um, just because it detaches from my, um, my rolling carry-on. It's like a convertible kit, so it's just really convenient that way. But I always have insect repellent, uh, number one. Okay. Yes, um, yeah, especially yeah. speaking, and when we're talking about, so we have barriers for people who are newbies who want to get started. That's a huge one for people. So it's like, take the things that are going to ease your mind. You don't want mosquitoes swarming around you. Have insect repellent. I even have one of those hats, the dorky hats with the mosquito net <laughs> on it because I did a, a swamp walk in the yep. Everglades and they laughed at me, but guess who didn't get bit in the face? Me. So, <laughs> uh, I, you know, insect repellent, definitely a water bladder, um, lip gloss, lip chapstick, something like that. Because if you're in the sun, and your lips can get sunburned too. And just sometimes people don't think about that. Um, so protect your lips, have sunscreen. Um, as a woman, I always have some kind of whistle or some kind of like alarm or some kind of sound. Mm-hmm. It's good to scare away animals and people, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that we have mm-hmm. to think about. I always have a knife, um, first aid kit, poncho, um, 
plenty. And even if I have the bladder, I always have like some kind of tablets or like the the little purifying straw thing um, and a spare bottle of water just because I'm paranoid. Like the last thing I want to deal with is not having enough water. Always have snacks just in case your blood sugar gets low and you end up out there longer than you plan to. Are there apps that you guys use that either, um, you know, will, will show you trails or uh, in some sense, maybe make sure you're safe that will, you know, keep you tracked on a GPS use, system? Uh, what's your go to, Lauren? I use all trails. Uh, that's probably my biggest go to um, for yeah. all trails. You have to pay to be able to download the maps offline. But the cheapo mm-hmm. hype is just to take a screenshot of your route. And um, <laughs> I, and that's another thing you want to have, right? So you want to have a spare batteries uh, way to charge your phone um, and a spare cord as well, just in case anything happens to any of that stuff, because you don't want to rely on having GPS because chances are you're going to lose it at some point. So um, mm. I usually have a printed map as well as the screenshots of my of my hike and then if you're in any of the uh state parks or the national parks a lot of them have their own apps um like yellowstone and the smoky mountains have really awesome apps that you should download when you have wi-fi prior to you going to the park and then you can download all of their maps to everywhere that you're going to go and plan kind of those hikes and then you already have them saved for you in your phone alex are you also a fan of all uh all trails oh i love it um it's hands down the best trail map I've ever used for just kind of uh, out and back hiking. Um, even if you don't, even if you don't download the map before, you just save the map without paying a subscription. Sometimes, if you look up where you are, it'll use GPS to show you on the map where you're actually standing. So you could even track mm-hmm. yourself sometimes yeah. on certain trails. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, if you open the app even without service, it'll pick up GPS and it will show you. Uh, on the map where you are. Uh, I did it before when I was hiking Slide Mountain because we thought we were lost. And we were. it was getting late at night. Uh, and it was able to hone in on my phone's location. And I don't pay for all trails. I just have the free version. Mm-hmm. And it still gave me an accurate, or a semi-accurate um, kind of ping of where I was and where we were on the trail. And it's a fa- it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, I'm not getting paid by them, but man, I should be. They are awesome. <laughs> I tell everyone to download all, all trails. Me too. That's that's I do too. And yeah. no, I'm also not being paid by all trails. <laughs> well, I'm being paid a lot by yeah. all trails, and you guys walked right into my trap. No, I'm just kidding. We don't. <laughs> we don't get paid. We would like to though. All trails, if you're listening. Yeah, uh, all trails. Give me a shout. Send us some money. <laughs> send us some of those big trail bucks. Uh, you know. So Alex, we talked a lot about day hikes. Um, if you switch to overnight camping trips, uh, I'm sure a lot of the advice and the gear is the same. But is there any? Are there any big differences? Um, maybe things that you wouldn't necessarily, besides the tent, obviously, uh, things that you wouldn't necessarily bring on a quick hike as opposed to a you know a several day trek. Oh man, yeah. There's a ton of things that I wouldn't bring on a day hike versus a several day trek. Um, if I do, if I do an overnight trip, or I'm staying out for even two to four nights. Um, I'm I'm going as light as I possibly can, like uh, like Lauren said. I'm bringing definitely a water purifier, like a life straw, which I highly recommend. Uh, you can just you can dip those into any water source, and it purif- you can drink right from it. It's a it's a great way to purify water, and they also make one that comes in sort of a Nalgene uh, attachment, so you can fill up mm. a water bottle and then use it on that. Um, 
So if I'm if I'm going out, the fir- that's the first thing I'm thinking of is my water source because water is really heavy, and I want to pack light. So I'm thinking as light as I can. So I'm thinking I want my tent, uh, sleeping bag, obviously, um, shoes. I'm probably only wearing one pair of socks. Maybe bringing out okay one pair of underwear and one shirt. Um, when you're out doing a trip like this, it's you're gonna smell no matter what. You can't get to a shower. And it's really not a, it's like not a big deal if you smell like BO for a couple of days on the trail. Uh, it can also be good to let animals know you're there. Um, so they don't come scratching around your campsite at night. Uh, Wait, is that just a hypothesis? Or are you saying that you smell so bad that you scare animals away? No, but animals, animals pick up scents, right? So if an animal smells body odor, that could be a sign for them to stay away. That, that, that there's like a human in the area. Um, like you don't want to wear fragrant scents when you're hiking. Uh, they'll always okay. tell you this when you're in bear country, like you never want to wear cologne. It's almost better if you don't shower and just only wash yourself with water. Um, not, I mean the, you know, the, like uh, the Adirondacks and Catskills, there's black bears up there, but if you're out West in bear country, you got to be a little bit more uh, careful about what you're doing. Um, I'd still bring a whistle. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. And then, and then I'd bring like, like if I'm going overnighting, I'm bringing my I'm bringing my jet boil, uh, which is my little camp stove. Um, okay. Definitely bringing. I'm probably not bringing a camping chair, uh, or like I like I would do on a day hike or even a car camping trip. I'm just going light, man. I'm bringing a headlamp. I'm bringing a knife, um, and then I'm bringing like food that I'm bringing awful food. My food like it's not gourmet meals. It's ramen, and <laughs> like some it's maybe like a camp kit or an MRE or something. Yeah, I so lean lean is the name of the game. I want to go back to the scent. Uh because you know, Lauren, as as a as a self-proclaimed diva, how do you reconcile with that? You know, camping and maybe not not smelling so great. Oh man. Yeah, that's one of those. <laughs> you just have to love nature more than you hate Dio. So exactly yeah. what he said. So I, I went to Yellowstone this past fall and I had this, I went for a conference to Billings. It wasn't to Yellowstone, but I was like, well, mm-hmm. I'm that close. I can't not go to Yellowstone. That's like bucket list. So mm-hmm. I planned extra days to, to go there. But since I was flying, uh, I had to be really conscious about what I was going to pack. And I really wanted to camp there. Um and I just, so I was researching and I read that, you know, about the scents that you wear and all that kind of stuff. And it just, weather-wise, we just talked about, right? I ended up, I did book a campsite, but I couldn't tent camp because I couldn't pack in what I was going to need to be comfortable and warm enough in that kind of cold. Like, I was not equipped for that, so I car camped instead um, in an SUV. So, yeah, I I do, I don't wear traditional deodorant anyway. I use a crystal, so it's odorless, um, but mm-hmm. it keeps me from perspiring and I won't, like, make my own self sick. Um, so that, <laughs> that's one thing that people can do. You can use something that's natural, um, that's not going to put out an odor. You know, as far as what you bathe with, he's absolutely right. You want to 
I mean, if you gotta use soap, you're using like the teeniest, tiniest bit and nothing super fragrant. Like, don't be bathing with something that smells like pomegranates. Like, right. you are <laughs> like, like a whole snack. I know that's kind of like the same with kids like to say, you don't want to be a snack in grizzly country. That's right, not right. the goal. <laughs> so, I, Just yeah, some honey scented shampoo. Yeah. Not yeah. what you want to do. Not at, like, no honey, no none of that. Even gum. I was like super conscious about I don't want to have anything that was going to make me smell like a tasty morsel. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're, you're going to stink. It's inevitable. And you just hope that if you are with other people, like, they stink too. What are yeah. you going to say? <laughs> well, I had no idea about this whole scent thing. And, Alex, I'm I'm sorry about all the times I made fun of you behind your back it's, about uh... the way you smell. You were just trying to protect yourself. <laughs> I could hear you that whole time. I was just—I yeah. I, I was just weeping. Uh, I didn't want anyone to see. Yeah, but at least you were safe from the animals. I was Smelly, safe. but safe. <laughs> uh, Lauren, you know, talking about overnight camping trips, is there one thing that you would definitely recommend people bring um, that maybe they might not have thought of? Uh, for the overnight trip, um, yeah. Uh, Alex mentioned that the jet boil is a really good one. Also, like utensils, actually. Some people don't mm. think about that. Like you want to have like one cup, you know, like a, a tin cup or whatever. Um, I opt for something that's more like a thermos because that way it can keep cold stuff really, really, really cold for like 48 hours. And it'll keep warm mm-hmm. food warm for the same amount of time. And then it actually has a little spoon that fits right in the top of the canister and just unfolds and pops out. So, yeah, like you want a utensil of some kind um, if you don't want to have to eat with your hands because you just never okay. know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like a cup, maybe a pot, stuff like that, like mm-hmm. like little things like that. But overnight, the biggest thing is going to be making sure you're going to be warm because the ground is so unforgiving. And if it's cold, you're going to have a miserable night. So just having that enough base layers for that. Um, I, I, I know you want to go light, especially if it's a longer trek, but just because of my back, I have my little self-inflatable air mattress thing that it can flatten really, really flat and super air light. And then once you unfold it, you open the little valve and it'll expand. So that's just enough for me to like not wake up with my back in complete traction. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, do what you got to do to be comfortable, but also understand that you got to carry this shit. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So we've prepped a bit for a hypothetical camping hiking. Uh, so we, we've prepped a bit for our hypothetical camping hiking trips, but I want to talk to you about some of your favorite places uh, that you've been. Um, When someone asks you about your favorite hikes, your favorite outdoor trips of all time, what destinations immediately come up for you, Laura? Oh, that's such a hard question, man. I've been to some. I know. I'm blessed to have gone to some beautiful places. Okay, I'm going to give you two, okay? So I'll give you a camping and I'll give you a hike. Um, Perfect. The best hike uh, that I've ever taken. So people, when they travel, a lot of times they have a one-track mind and they don't think about international travel that, oh, I can still be nature too. I intentionally seek that out. So I went to the Azores Islands um, in the middle of the Atlantic. It's a beautiful place. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they're actually part of Portugal, um, but they are self-governing. And Mm -hmm. they have this lake called uh, Lagoa de Fogo, which literally means the Lake of Fire. 
and it's this amazing jewel colored turquoise lake that's completely fed from rainwater because it's a volcanic crater like there is no inlets there's no streams there's nothing feeding this lake it is gorgeous and so i had read about it online and i knew on this trip like oh i'm gonna do this hike um so that was amazing just because a it's beautiful and b it really challenged me because i was by myself i'm in another country mm-hmm. and you have to be mindful of the fog rolling in because if you don't time it right you won't be able to see but once i finished and got to the bottom of this mountain on the beach and the shores of this lake like you couldn't tell me anything i was like a badass <laughs> like that was like <laughs> I, I i win for the day queen for the day And uh, that was one of the most amazing hikes I've ever done. And I think it should be on everyone's bucket list. Um, Amazing. As for camping, I actually went camping by myself um, for my birthday like two years ago. There's a state park in Florida called Cayo Costa. And it is only reachable by boat. Um, It's an island and you ferry all your gear in over to the island and then they trim you down to the other side of the island where the campsites are and you set up your camp. And that was significant because A, it was my first time camping completely solo by myself. Uh, And then B, just because like I camped on an island, dude. Like, who can say that? Not everybody can say that. (laughs) To be at your campsite and you can literally, like, hear the waves, you know, like, a few feet away on the other side of the dunes. Um, Just to do that by myself, to come out at night with the night sky and it's just, like, you and the stars. Like, Coast was absolutely gorgeous and then it also had trails along the island that I walked and I rented a bike and kayaked around in the mangroves like it it was it was absolutely gorgeous highly recommend especially um Floridians or if you come into Florida that's definitely a, a really good campsite to to go to Laura don't tell them God, that sounds <laughs> I, I know i struggled i already wrote the post about it and it was kind of like <laughs> i know the secret's out i'm sorry <laughs> yeah we we can't edit that out sorry but you know, lauren i was gonna say i'm the kind of person who doesn't like to be alone for whatever 15 minutes let alone an entire night out by myself um do you like camping by yourself camping solo more than than you like to be with other people at least that way no one can smell you but are there any other benefits i mean you're talking to a person who goes out the country by herself so i'm I'm an introverted extrovert like i like people and i like to socialize and then i get burned out and i get tired so being by myself yeah i was totally fine with that i had packed in uh you know um libations we won't say what kind because it was a state park (laughs) 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 but you know i I had what i needed to like have fun and unwind and like yeah i I like me i like the still i like the quiet and you know what else i like being able to get up and do what the hell i want to do and not have to compromise or have discussion about it if i want to go to the beach i went to the beach i want to ride a bike i rode a bike you know whatever i felt like doing i didn't have to worry about or compromise or just deal with the opinions of others i also didn't have to listen to anybody else snore that's a great benefit (laughs) that's definitely true alex uh when someone asks you about your favorite hikes uh camping trips of all time what destinations come to your mind sure um i will uh definitely 
plus one Lauren's recommendation for Keo Costa uh, in Florida. It's beautiful. I've camped there as a kid. Um, it's right off of Big Pine Island. And you're pretty much on this great island by yourself on the Gulf of Mexico with these turquoise blue waters. It's amazing. Um, I think for uh, camping, one of my favorite camping trips that I did was a trip from San Francisco up to Napa Valley for a wedding. And I, I just kind of took my time and camps uh, up the Pacific, uh, what is it? The Pacific PCH Pacific Coast Highway, the PCH. Yeah. And so I ended up, uh, yeah. One of my favorite, one of my favorite experiences that was, I was in Bodega Bay uh, by myself and I did have a car, which was nice. So I wasn't just solo hiking and camping, which definitely is a different kind of solo mm-hmm. camping. But I think everyone should solo camp once in their life if they have the opportunity to. It's definitely a different experience in camping with people and kind of just puts you alone with your thoughts and gives you a really nice opportunity to, I don't know, just sit with yourself, you know? And, and it, it, it's, I think everyone should be able to sit with themselves and be able to just uh, be comfortable with themselves. And it's easier to do when you're in a naturally beautiful environment, like in the mountains or looking over at like the ocean from a cliff, which is where I was camping on this like weird hill cliff thing that was on someone's land. I think, I don't know. I don't know where exactly I ended up. Uh, it was just a good spot <laughs> for a tent. Um, <laughs> and I didn't get in trouble, which is cool. Um, you guys are drinking and camping on people's property. Yeah. I don't know if you should be taking your <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I definitely, and I definitely think that bringing your libation of choice is a great, great move. All right, we are going to take a very quick break, but we'll be right back. Rise above the sea of sameness and shop the Lincoln Corsair at Woodhouse Lincoln, the Omaha Metro's exclusive Lincoln dealer. The Lincoln Corsair has seating for five and integrated technology features that deliver the functionality you need. With an expressive aesthetic and luxurious interior, the Lincoln Corsair is quiet luxury redefined. Visit us in-store off 144th and Giles Road at Woodhouse Place or online at woodhouselincoln.com. You care for the house, the kids, and our future. A Shiro's day is never done. So let's start saving a little more now. Get free tips to help boost your retirement savings. Visit aceyourretirement.org. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hey, I'm Miles Gray. And I'm Jack O'Brien. We're the hosts of the daily comedic news podcast, The Daily Zeitgeist. And we want to tell you about our new podcast, Miles, Miles and, Jack and Jack got, got mad boosties, boosties, an NBA, NBA podcast from, from iHeartRadio. We nailed that. This is a weekly podcast about the NBA that won't be as focused on the day-to-day news and notes, but will be all about all the amazing moments, plays, and matchups that keep all of us NBA fans coming back for more. And it's officially a partnership with the NBA, which means, first of all, the NBA has officially endorsed that we have mad boosties which means we can jump really high. But more importantly, we've got access to the NBA archive. Our guests are some of the funniest basketball fans we know, and we talk about things like the best bench reactions of the week and genuinely hilarious mic'd up moments you may have missed. Basically, if you love basketball and you like to laugh, listen to Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties, an NBA podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. As we kind of wrap up, the last thing I wanted to ask you guys is um, 
one piece of advice for people that are just getting into hiking and camping before they go out on the trip, what would that be? Lauren, what would you tell them? Uh, my biggest piece of advice is don't let fear hold you back. Um, and then just be safe, you know, be smart. Let someone know where you're going ahead of time. Share share where you're going. Share the name of the trail. Um, send them a, a screenshot or a downloaded picture of the map, you know, that kind of thing. And as we said earlier, check the weather. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Alex, same question. Um, I would definitely say... Uh, prepare for the worst, but expect the best. Um, go at your own pace. Don't, if someone's faster than you on the trail that you're with, you can either ask them to slow down or if they, you know, don't want to, they're an asshole. But uh, don't be afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid to stop and take breaks sometimes. Hiking is a, hiking is a lot more strenuous than people think. And sometimes it's, uh, it's good to stop and take a break. And even taking a break just gives you a chance to look around you and reconnect yourself with nature and um, kind of get your bearings before you continue on your hike and your journey. And that's it. That's all it really is. It's a journey, right? It's just, just walking in the woods. That it is. And also don't be scared to smell. I think we've learned that today. And I want to add to, uh, to piggyback off of that. Also don't let people adventure shame you. Like it's okay. If your first hike is literally just somewhere, you know, totally. 15 minutes from your house. Like don't feel like you have to go out and tapple the Appalachian trail like that. Don't, don't, don't fall for that, for that crap is what I call it. There's some, there can be this hint of arrogance and elitism in the outdoor community sometimes. And it'll make newbies feel like, Oh, I'm not good enough yet to do that. And so I hate to hear people feel deterred by that. Like, start small. It's okay. Yep, totally agree. Start, start, start small. Go at your own pace. Yeah, and I, I love that. And, and Lauren, I think I feel like that's so much of what Outdoorsy Diva is all about. And for people out there who want to find more about you and about what you do, where can they find you online? Absolutely. Go to OutdoorsyDiva.com, also on Instagram, at OutdoorsyDiva, and you can also get to the podcast from OutdoorsyDiva.com. Amazing. And Alex, where can people find some of your writing and some of the stories that you edit, if they want to? And find you on Twitter, too, because you're just a delightful person. They can find <laughs> most of my stories on Thrillist.com. Uh, if you just Google my name in Thrillist, you'll get all all of my camping, hiking stories. Um my mm-hmm. Twitter is at it's Alex Robinson. Uh, I don't really tweet that much, but feel free to holler at me on Twitter if you have questions, comments, or just would like to talk camping, hiking. I love to talk about it, and <laughs> um, I love to get love to get more people exposed to the outdoors. The outdoors are for everyone. Uh, they've always been for everyone, even though it has definitely not felt that way. So uh, I think what Lauren is doing is great. I wish that. More people like her were out there, and I'm glad that she's here letting this voice out and getting people stoked to get outside who might otherwise have thought that the outdoors weren't necessarily for them. Yeah, this was awesome. It was so great to talk to you guys, and um, I'm inspired to go and do some I want to go right summer, now. Especially because, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of the only things it's, I mean, what better way to social distance than to go out in the middle woods of the woods with literally no one else around? It's like the perfect exactly. vacation right now. So I hope everyone takes advantage of it. For sure. Definitely. Um, yeah, this was great. I think that we should do this again sometime. I, would love to. I it was do. Fun. This was so much fun. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on and having me on.
<laughs> Come on every time, Alex. <laughs> All right. Oh. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, this was really great. So Mia, I think that we can <laughs> we can stop the uh winger. All right, big thanks to Alex and Lauren for coming on to talk about the great outdoors. I also want to thank the Thrillist podcast team, Megan Kirsch, Jim D'Amico, Emily Feld, Brett Kushner, Mangesh Hadakudor of iHeartRadio, Mia Fask, who helped produce this episode, and the lovely and talented Dan Byrne, who edited and mixed this sucker. He did a great job. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, everyone, for listening. See you next week. Stay strong. Rise above the sea of sameness and shop the Lincoln Corsair at Woodhouse Lincoln, the Omaha Metro's exclusive Lincoln dealer. The Lincoln Corsair has seating for five and integrated technology features that deliver the functionality you need. With an expressive aesthetic and luxurious interior, the Lincoln Corsair is quiet luxury redefined. Visit us in-store off 144th and Giles Road at Woodhouse Place or online at woodhouselincoln.com. Hey everyone, it's Leanne Rhymes. The third season of my podcast, Holy Human, focuses on living our fullest and best lives. Together we can grow more connected to what really matters, ourselves and each other. And that's what my podcast is all about, undoing dysfunction and embracing our sacred wholeness with ease and joy. You won't want to miss the third season of Holy Human with Leanne Rhymes. Listen and follow on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, we're black at it again on the Black Effect Podcast Network. This is Tam Bam and AJ from We Talk Back Podcast. Y'all tune in every Thursday. Yep, iHeartRadio app is number one for podcasts. But look, don't take our word for it. Find We Talk Back Podcast on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. So speak now and never hold your peace.